Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 20. Rewrite your story because you can. It's January 4th, 2021. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Rewrite your story because you can. Story in the dictionary is defined as an account of imaginary or real people and events told for entertainment and also an account of past events in someone's life or in the evolution of something. So when we talk about, I'm talking about rewriting your story, I'm talking about the evolution of your life. So frequently in life, there's just kind of a a drift to life, if you will. We just kind of go through life. Life just kind of happens to us. There's a certain level of predictability for most people, like you know what's coming. And there's usually a trajectory trajectory of how your life has gone and how it's going to go. Right now, we are in the midst of a pandemic that's dragging on and on and the future is uncertain but long before the pandemic for thousands and thousands of years life was very uncertain for people we've just become used to a certain level of certainty that has now been um, ripped out from underneath us because of the pandemic so currently we have pretty much emotional pain ruling the day depression, anxiety, anger, resentment, loneliness, isolation, sadness, and so many other things. Pretty much what we have going on is all the bad stuff. But even in a pandemic, I'm here to tell you that you can rewrite your story and you can create this amazing and beautiful future for yourself even though we're in a pandemic. I'm telling you. So it's entirely possible, and this is what I'm talking about today. So what I'm going to cover is, what do I mean by rewrite your story? What is the science that backs up what I'm saying and that you can do this? What is your future story? Critical ways of being to interrupt the future, the predictable future for yourself. Tools that can help you. Rewiring your brain. That's a little mini explanation on rewiring your brain. And then steps to rewiring your story, rewriting your story, or creating a brilliant future for yourself. Some takeaways and a call to action. So I usually start my podcast with my shameless plug to visit my website and enter my giveaway because I'm giving away cool stuff. And this month I'm adding copies of my book to the prize category. So you might want to win some free stuff. Next 
is my disclaimer that I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any way. So nothing I say is intended to be medical or therapy advice. You need to get any medical or therapy advice from a licensed professional. Now, if you are suicidal or you've been thinking about harming yourself or killing yourself, I am asking you personally as a personal request and a personal plea, and I'm not above begging you, to please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to tell someone. I'm asking you to talk about it. I don't care if you put it on social media or Snapchat people. Please get in action and let people know that you're thinking about committing suicide or harming yourself because people are going to care and it might not be the ones that you expect but I'm telling you there is help available so please take advantage of that. So what do I mean by rewrite your story? Well what I mean by rewrite your story is to interrupt the predictable future that you have, to be intentional about your life, to get excited about a future that you're picking, that you're choosing, to get excited about a future that you're creating and designing. I'm talking about letting go of the past and, and stepping into really great stuff. So when I say you want to, I want you to rewrite your story, there is an absolute, pretty much predictable way your life is probably going to go if you don't interrupt it. So I want you to interrupt it and create something beautiful. So what is the science that backs up what I'm saying and that says, oh, there's really some science to this? Well, there's quite a bit. So number one, there's this concept called neuroplasticity of the brain, which I find completely fascinating. I'm like in love with the idea of neuroplasticity of the brain. And in fact, I have a very, <clears throat> very short YouTube video about it. But basically... The idea of neuroplasticity of the brain, which has been being flushed out and researched for a couple decades now. I think it might have started in the 70s, but I'm not really sure. Uh, but there's some fascinating videos uh, about the science on YouTube and information. You know, that really means you can rewire your brain. And it's the idea and the concept of neuroplasticity of the brain, which is a proven concept. Now, I'm not saying most people know about it. No, 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 no. Most people do not understand, even physicians, the concept of neuroplasticity of the brain, but it's really upended medicine and it means a lot of things. So there's that piece of science. We also have science that is about establishing habits and how to establish habits. There's a lot of science to that. There's also the science behind self-discipline and self-mastery. These are things that have been researched and studied for quite some time. Then there's the whole field of psychology that outlines the aspects of this, the, the mind, the conscious mind, subconscious, and unconscious mind. And then there's what we know about change. People have been studying change for a long time. There's actually quite a number of different fields of science that support that people can change. People can change no matter what's happened to them, no matter how old they are or how young they are. There is just absolute science behind what I'm saying. 
And by the way, long before we had people researching this kind of stuff, there are thousands, literally thousands of years of people doing this. This has been done since the beginning of time. So, you know, that's that. So, but I do think it's important to understand that what I'm saying is is research-based and evidence-based, and there's a lot of, of support. And if you really don't believe me, well, if you bought one of the books on habits or self-discipline, you know, they're just rich with, with research. So there's plenty of research. So what is your future story? Like if you're going to rewrite your story and you're going to create a brilliant future for yourself, what would that look like? And what would that be? Like, I don't know for you what it would be, but that's what you want to take a look at. Would you like to have love, happiness, joy, health? How about being well loved? Well, I hope everybody has being well loved as their number one goal and and objective in life and I, that's the title of my first podcast I mean I'm a diehard fan of being well loved and that's one thing that most people don't feel or a lot of people don't feel they don't feel like they have been well loved in life so what what would you have friends relationships wealth employment retirement like what would you love to have in your life what would make you ecstatic what would make you just want to pinch yourself and say, oh my gosh, is this my life? Yeah, how about that? How about waking up and going, oh my gosh, I'm, I've got to pinch myself. Is this really my life? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, ta I'm not talking about more mundane of the same. I'm talking about things that you would love, things that you want, things that would just, oh, touch your heart deeply. So those are the things that you get to decide in rewriting your story and creating your future. Now, the next piece I want to talk about, because I've coached people for long enough, and there's just certain areas that come up routinely in coaching people, and I've called this little list, I'm a list I'm going to cover with you, critical ways of, of behaving or behaviors or ways of being to interrupt the predictable future, or another way to say to the way to say that is to say critical elements to create a bright future. So first of all, you have to desire it. You have to really want it. Like desire is very powerful, and you have to desire it. Next, you have to feel it. You have to involve your emotions if you really want something to come into your life and to to be in your life. Next is allowing. And that might surprise you, but sometimes people won't allow love or they won't allow good things. So you have to be allowing. You have to allow. You have to be willing. That means willing to do the work, willing to grow and develop, willing to have new habits, attitudes, practices, beliefs, what after. You have to be willing. Now, the next one comes up almost with everyone that I've worked with, which is to be courageous. So sometimes it's scary to say, oh, I'm going to try this new thing, or I'm going to, you know, bring love into my life, or, you know, I'm going to go make some new friends. You know, being courageous is really, you know, usually on the list of things that needs to be going on to have things happen. And the next one is very similar, which is to be brave. Bravery is just amazing. 
and I <laughs> I try to be brave and courageous and sometimes I am and sometimes I'm a little less but but really bravery and courage are two things if you want to create something different for your life probably you're going to need those next is to be coachable and you're listening to a podcast so you know to be coachable would be to be open to try new things and do new things and then that is the next thing actually which is to be open be open-minded the next thing i have which is uh say yes to life i'm a big fan of saying yes to life like people ask me to do things or you know start a group or do this or do that and i more well many times i say yes i'm just like a yes to people be flexible be love so I have two podcasts on love. The first one is Be Well Loved, and then there's another podcast about how to have more love in your life. And there's this thing called being the space of love, which I talk about in the second podcast. So certainly, I'm hoping if you're going to listen to this podcast and go, yeah, it's about time I had a life that I'm like wildly excited about. It's about time. And you're going to get to work on this, hopefully love, the most powerful emotion on the planet. Hopefully you want to have lots of love in your life. So there's two podcasts that will help you. But being the space of love will also help you. You want to be excited. You want to be creative. When I say be creative, you know, if you have a, a way that you've lived your life, that's kind of like your normal. And I want you to think outside the box and be creative because you might not be thinking big or bold or what have you. So be creative, be happy, be introspective, be playful, be fun, be committed, and be intentional. Those are just some of the things that are going to be very, very helpful to you in creating a beautiful future for yourself or rewriting your story. Now, if you happen to know that your normal way of living life is that you're not open-minded or you're not flexible or, you you know, these areas are, you know, difficult for you. Well, there's lots of tools to help you. And that's my next topic here briefly is tools to help you. So first of all, this is the 20th podcast. So there's 19 other podcasts that will help you. So all of my podcasts will help you in some form or another. All of my blog posts. Well, the blog posts fill a book, which, so there's my book, but you can read basically almost the entire book for free on my website, so you don't have to spend any money. Now, I, I am going to add another blog post or so, I think one that will give you basically, once I put that blog post up, that'll give you like 98% of the book for free. You can read online. All of my YouTube videos will help you. There's plenty of other resources on the internet that you can read for free. And so there's plenty of help. There's just a lot of tools that are, you know, free. I mean, you can read my book for free. You don't have to buy it. You know, there's tons of stuff that's free to help you on this journey because this is really a journey and I want you to start having fun and enjoy it because I'm, I'm a fan of fun. All right, so the next topic I want to really touch on is rewiring your brain. And I'm calling this a mini explanation because you could probably, I think you could spend a lot of time on this. So in a, in a nutshell... Your mind or your brain is broken down into three parts. There's a part of your mind that's conscious, 
there's a part, two parts of other parts of your brain or mind that are un the unconscious and subconscious mind. So, and I did cover this in my podcast called Psychology Terms Everyone Should Know. Yes, they are the psychology terms that I think everyone should know, or at least the very, the very basic ones. I mean, there's probably a ton of other stuff I could cover, but I just covered the predominant ones. So basically, your consciousness, the part that you're aware of, represents roughly about 10% of your mind, meaning that the unconscious or subconscious mind represents about 90%. But here's the rub, people. Your unconscious and subconscious mind, the 90% of your brain or your mind, is what runs the show. That's what runs your life. And the bad news I have for you is that a lot of the stuff that's in your subconscious and unconscious mind, that's the stuff you're not aware of that's in there, is very negative and very bad. So the whole idea of rewiring your brain is because you've got some bad stuff in there, which, by the way, you can, uh, you can spend a lot of time and energy um, going through different processes to kind of unpack or unearth what's in your subconscious and unconscious mind, but it takes a lot of time and energy. I, I'm a fan of easy people. I like life to be easy. I know life isn't easy. Oh my gosh. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you know I am completely the, the expert on hardships. But what what's easier than unpacking and going digging in your mind and your subconscious and unconscious, your unconscious mind is to, to rewire it using the whole concept of neuroplasticity of the brain. So you can unpack it. You can process it. You can just do all kinds of stuff. I'm suggesting a shorter side door in, which would be to use affirmations as a way to override or reprogram the negative messages, negative thoughts, negative ideas that are that you don't know, but that are in your subconscious or unconscious mind. So Affirmations is not something that everyone is aware of. I'm going to give you a brief explanation. So an affirmation is simply a sentence or two, or it's whatever length you choose, that, you know, tugs at your heart or speaks to you or calls to you or resonates with you that is positive and moving your life in a direction that you want it to go, or in some cases, sometimes affirmations will address, you know, an issue you have. Like if you have low self-esteem, you could pick an affirmation that says you're good enough. So here's some examples of affirmations. And the way this works is this is a repetitive process where you are going to pick an affirmation, or you can pick more than one. You're going to pick an affirmation, or two or three, and you are going to say them out loud, hopefully out loud at least once or twice a day. I mean, it's really powerful to say things out loud, but at least in your head at the very minimum, as often as you can. And I don't mean like once or twice a day. I mean like when you're driving or walking, like cooking, you know, like you've got to get this, like you're rewriting your programming. So it's got to be frequent, frequent, frequent until it's natural. So here's some examples of affirmations. 
Actually, this first one is from a, a client I worked with last year, and I just love it, and it was very effective for her. So uh, she, she picked, happiness is a choice, and I choose to be happy. That was one of her affirmations. Here's a couple other ones. I am perfect in God's eyes, and I am good enough. All good things are showing up in my life. Another one is, I deserve good things in life. Another one is, God loves me, and he is providing the best for me as a child of God. So you kind of get the flavor or idea. So your subconscious and unconscious mind, that's 90%, roughly, according to the research, roughly 90% of your mind or your brain is what runs your life. I'm telling you, according to the research, the deal is done. You have access to basically 10% of your mind. And the stuff that's in your subconscious, unconscious mind, that's the stuff that shoots you in the foot. That's the stuff that stops you. So you can go digging and find out what's in there, which I have done, by the way. <laughs> that's how I know the stuff in there is bad. Um, or get a buddy, get a partner, and do affirmations and do them like you're going to do affirmations until it's a natural expression. And when I say get a buddy, here's the thing. We say things in life that we don't even listen to ourselves talk. We say disempowering things about ourselves. We say negative things about ourselves. And if you have a buddy on this journey, well, later I'll talk about it. It will increase your chances of success wildly. But that can be very helpful because I have, you know, certain friends and we call each other on this and it's really helpful. So I promise you, if you do affirmations long enough until they're a natural, like it's just who you are, it will make a huge difference. Now it's not going to stop you permanently and forever from having, you know, disempowering negative thoughts come to your mind but as you build the muscle and do this rewiring reprogramming using the neuroplasticity it will become less frequent and less frequent and less frequent and less frequent and less frequent as your programming is getting redone so that's a little piece about affirmations now if you don't like affirmations some alternative uh, methods for rewiring your brain would be cognitive behavioral therapy well that's certainly going to be much more involved you're going to have to probably pay for that unless you have a cognitive behavioral therapist friend who will do it for free there's something called tapping which you can look up online there's something called the emotional freedom technique you know, there are some other alternative ways of rewiring your brain. It's just in my opinion, affirmations are pretty quick, pretty easy, and you can make them kind of fun and cool. All right. So now I want to go through the steps to actually rewrite your story and create this amazing future for yourself, because that's what I want you to have. So number one like anything else, you're going to commit yourself to the vision or, you know, what you've decided you want. Like, you're going to, like, throw yourself in. Like, you're going to, like, dive in, like, full on, you know, just completely you're all in. And earlier when I was talking about, well, what is it, the future that you want? You know, you want to have love or happiness or joy or money or whatever, like, but like you're going to be all in, you're going to get committed to whatever it is. And like 
today, you're going to say, you know, this is a defining moment. I'm just going to completely take charge and create this brilliant future and rewrite my story. So to help you get started, the second step I have is called, I call getting complete with your past. So we know from, from the research that we kind of drag stuff around with us as we go. And we call that baggage. Like everybody knows we call that baggage. So I did touch upon getting complete with your past and getting complete with 2020 in my podcast about how to thrive in 2021. But given what I'm talking about today, some of this is going to be a little bit repetitive to what I talked about, but you really need to understand this idea of getting complete because we want you creating a beautiful future free of the past. So spending a little bit of time getting complete with your past is going to be powerful in my opinion. So getting complete means, you know, like you've come to terms with it and you've dealt with it. Now, Many people have had bad things happen in their life. Oh, yes, I'm one of those people. <laughs> many, many bad things. and But I'm complete with them. Like, they're not running my future. My past is not directing or coloring my future. Even this really, really bad stuff because I got complete with it. So to get complete with your past, you're going to take a tablet and a pen or pencil or you're going to take your iPad or whatever device you might want to use, but somehow you are going to, you know, journal or write whatever has happened in your life or didn't happen in your life or regrets that you have and your feelings about it. You're just going to go through this process to get complete with whatever happened or didn't happen or you expected to happen or could be broken dreams. It could be broken promises. It could be whatever and include your emotions and just keep writing until you know you're done. Now if you have to go on and on and on and on and on forever, you might want to take a, a a note of that and you might need some additional you might need therapy, you might need some other coaching or you might need some other type of support, but you're basically going to get it all out of your system and say goodbye to the past. You're saying goodbye to things that didn't work. And that could be something about yourself. It could be, you know, and it could mean that you need to forgive yourself for something that happened or didn't happen or what have you. But there's tons of benefits for getting complete. And my suggestion for you to get complete with your life up till now is so that you're starting fresh, so that you're not bringing, you know, baggage in the past into this delicious new future that you're creating. And I did talk about Lots of benefits in the uh, podcast on how to thrive in 2021, not just survive. So you might want to take a listen to that. But this is a process. And you can use this process on getting complete, not just with getting complete with your past. You could use it, as I mentioned, in the Thrive podcast to get complete with 2020. You can use it to get complete with people, with events, with situations. It is very powerful to get complete about whatever you know, with a person. And if they're not, I'm not saying that you get complete with a person and you do it with them as a person. You mean you could, but that's probably not, I'm, I'm not recommending that. Um, but you can write them a letter and then burn it or rip it up or what have you. So anyway, so get complete with your past so that you can move forward newly and, and create a fresh start. 
the next thing is to actually create your future. So what is it that you want? What would your life look like if you could have anything? If you could have anything at all, what would that be? You know, and, and then like pause and, and what would your life look like? What would you be doing? You know, who are you as a person? Like, what would it look like? And, and imagine it and see it and feel it. And, you know, like, well, I hope if you're not feeling well-loved, if you're one of these people who's listening to this podcast and you know you're well-loved, my hat's off to you and I am very happy about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. And I know that the, a very high number of people don't feel well-loved. So if you're creating a future, I'm ser serious. I hope you're going to have Be Well-Loved as one of your number one goals, if not the number one goal. So you're going to create this beautiful future that excites you. I mean, like, pinch me, pinch me. Is this really my life? <laughs> like, why not have that? I mean, what, are you just going to go for something mundane? No, the idea is you go for something that you really, really want. Because that's going to, you know, when you attach your feelings to it, that's going to leave you inspired. That's going to leave, that's going to give you motivation. It's going to give you all the good stuff. Because if you're only going for the mundane, isn't that what you already have? Well, I don't know. I don't know what you have. But anyway, so the next part of this process in the steps is to take this vision that you see for yourself or goals or however you want to language it and break it down into steps and made, make a plan. Because, you know, everything in life doesn't happen because you just go, oh, yeah, I want to have this happen and it's just going to magically happen. No, you have to like be in action. You have to do things in life. So what steps you're going to have to take, what's a good deadline, you know, put some goals down, some steps and the actions and some either a timeline or, or, you know, deadlines for it. But you've got to be able to see it in your mind and feel it in your heart. Those two components aren't optional because if you can't see it and you can't feel it, it's probably not going to happen. And, you know, this is why they use this technique with, with athletes and public speakers use it. I mean, all kinds of, there's all kinds of categories where they use this visualization process to, and attaching feelings to it. And, and there's actually some very interesting science about it as well. Actually, you know, when they atta attach electrodes and heart monitors to athletes who are sitting in a chair, imagining that they're running a race, their body um, heart rate and oxygen and all that is, is the same as if they were actually running a race. So it's pretty interesting science. But anyway, so you've got to see it, feel it. You've got to have it written down in steps and broken down into what needs to be done. The next step I'm recommending, and I know this is difficult, but is to have emotions as a superpower. It's the title of my second podcast, and no matter what you do in life, having facility, having skills, having the ability to identify, manage, and process your emotions is bar, by far a superpower. It's just that we're not raising young people in society. We're not teaching people how to identify, manage, and process their emotions. And we have, there's plenty of evidence in the world for that, 
right now and there always has been. So the second podcast on emotions as a superpower are going to be very helpful. Now I want to make a distinction here because if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh yeah, I'm really good with my emotions. Mm -mm -mm. I want to caution you because some people who think that they're good with their emotions are actually people who use what's called emotional reasoning. And if you are one of the people who does emotional reasoning, no, you are not good at your emotions. You use your emotions as a way to reason with life, which is a cognitive distortion. So I really want to make this drive this point home. There are people who think, oh yeah, no, I'm really good with my emotions. It's because they're very emotional, but they're not good at using and dealing and managing and processing their emotions. They use emotions to reason. Like, like their emotions are facts. And that is a very big cognitive dis distortion and not, not good and not helpful. So there's a difference. And I want to make that clear because we, we don't walk around in society talking about emotional reasoning. I know I do, but of course we talk about all kinds of things here. So the next suggestion uh, or, you know, tip or really step in this process is to ditch any negative thinking, disempowering attitudes or beliefs, being the victim, playing the martyr, shame and embarrassment. So I have a podcast on psychology terms, everyone should know, which I already mentioned, and in it I talk about the self-fulfilling prophecy, and there's a corollary to the self-defeating prophecy. You're never going to have a great, amazing future if you're using the self-defeating prophecy. You're not. So it's helpful to understand playing the martyr, being the victim, and just like there's no room based on the research, by the way, for negative thinking. There's no room for that because we know it's bad for your health, it's bad for your mental health, it's bad for your physical health, it's not going to get your results. The same thing applies to catastrophizing, overthinking, worrying, and you need to ditch any shame or embarrassment. So if you're a negative thinker, that's got to go on your list and be dealt with. If you, I have uh, two YouTube videos about disempowering. Well, one's about disempowering attitudes and beliefs, and one's about empowering attitudes and beliefs. So if you need more information on that, that's got to get handled too, because if you're walking around in life thinking everyone's out to get you, guess what? That's not going to give you a great life. Like, no kidding. If you have this disempowering attitude of belief that you can't win, well, guess what? You're using the self-defeating prophecy, not the self-fulfilling prophecy. So a little psychology will, will help you go a long way. All right, next tip and step is that you've got to have self-care and self-compassion. I have a whole podcast on one podcast on the topic of self-care and self-compassion because they're really not optional. You know, you want to be functional in life. You want to be able to function no matter what happens. And the problem we have in society and in the world is that prior to the pandemic, we didn't have a lot of people who were highly functional. Like they were highly, they were okay and functional as long as life went well. But when life didn't go well, they, did, they, they weren't able to maintain functioning. Self-care and self-compassion are two separate things, but they're not optional in life. Every young person, every person on the planet should be engaging, in my opinion, in self-care and self-compassion 
because those are things that give you coping skills for life, coping mechanisms, and you can make it fun and you can, you know, get all kinds of great benefits like looking younger when you're really old or whatever. So you want to make self-care and self-compassion part of your life. I am not kidding. With the people I work with, self-care and self-compassion is mandatory, required, not optional. And it's not optional for you either. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to do it? You're going to leave other people, you know, to take care of you because you didn't do it? Hmm, that's not nice. That's just not nice. So get it, get it in gear and bring self-care and self-compassion into your life and make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Like you want to make everything in life enjoyable or as much as you can. I mean, I don't like paper filing, but I was doing it last night watching a show with my daughter and that made it just quite doable as a way as you know by the way so self-care and self-compassion next up this is um what i call making a a visual display of your future now that could take a number of different forms you know there's things people call vision boards I, i'm a list woman <laughs> i'm a high you know high time management skills person so of course I use a list and people I work with that you know that I coach use a list but you want to be able to see what you're up to you want to be able to see it every single day because that's going to remind you what you're committed to it's going to remind you and hopefully because you're picking something that you really want and that you're really wildly excited about it's going to inspire you you want to live an inspired life that's hard during a pandemic, but it's hard even without a pandemic. Life is hard. It just is hard. So you need every trick in the book and having a visual display of whatever form it takes is going to help you. And for the people I work with, having a visual display of some sort, I mean, I don't tell them like what paper it has to be, like how it has to be. They get to do it however it works for them but they have to have something visual they can see to remind them. Now, the next thing I always suggest this in my YouTube videos and my blog posts and all that, which is to get a buddy. First of all, life is just way more fun when you're doing it with a friend. You know, I don't care what it is. Like, you know, take the drudgery out of life by doing things with people. But here's the interesting, compelling part. The research shows that if you uh, publicly, if you commit to someone else, like your buddy, your goals, that increases your chance of success by 65%. So, you know, having a partner and committing to each other what you're going to do in life, that boosts both of your success rate by up to 65%. Now, if you really, really want to hit the 95% mark, then have a specific partner and really make this, you know, like you're going to be my accountability person. You're going to help me hold my feet to the to the fire, because why not? I mean, if you're really really high on self discipline and self mastery, maybe you don't need that, but I highly recommend it. And you could get a whole group together. You could have fun with it. You could come up with a group name. You can really you can really have fun with, you know, bringing people on the ride with you. So the next suggestion, again, most of this is not optional if you want to have like this amazing future, which is to rewire your brain using affirmations. I already covered the, the, 
the groundwork for how they work, but you're going to do them every single day until it's the first thing that pops into your mind. And if you don't like affirmations, then, you know, try tapping or cognitive behavioral therapy or, you know, any other number of things. But you've got to have a way to reprogram or rewrite what's in your subconscious and unconscious mind which I'm telling you, you probably have no idea. <laughs> I, I had, I, when I did the work on my subconscious, unconscious mind, one of the things in there was I was afraid to be really successful. Well, like that meant like, oh, if I was in a competition, I, I would be okay with coming in number two because, you know, like they really go after the person who comes in at number one. I mean, it was just kind of ridiculous stuff I had in there that I was able to sort out and rewrite, but it's just much easier if you use affirmations. All right, the next suggestion is to use a reward system to stay motivated. Now, what I'm talking about for most people listening to this podcast is change. This is not how you've lived your life. This is not how you've quote unquote done life. So I'm talking about change. I have a whole podcast on motivation, you know, staying motivated when, when times are, are hard. That goes through the whole piece about how to set up a personal reward system. So I'm not going to repeat that here. I do have a blog post on it and I do have a YouTube video about it, but you need to have a system and reward yourself. Why? Because if you have great rewards, you can be like, oh yeah, like, oh, you know, yeah, I really want to work to get that reward. Now it's a little tricky to get the, the right reward sometimes, but definitely have a reward system to help you stay motivated and a buddy and a partner or a team can help you do the same thing, but I still recommend rewards because they're fun. All right, next I would put assertiveness on your list. I have a podcast about that. I think assertiveness should be taught to every young person in the world starting at elementary school. It's an easy subject. It's respectful of other people. It's probably not what you're thinking about because some people think you know, aggression or aggressive behavior is assertive and it's not. So that podcast will help you. But definitely, if you're not an assertive person, put this on your list. The next thing I suggest is to build your gratitude muscles. The research is overwhelming, very compelling about the benefits of gratitude, and that's going to help you. And you want to have this beautiful, bright future Gratitude is one of the things that you want to have as a natural expression of who you are. So the podcast on gratitude will help you get there. The next thing is you've got to visualize. You've got to be able to see your future on a daily basis. See it and feel it. Going back to my previous suggestion, which was to have a visual display, Yes. Why? Because we're not set up in life to remember everything. That's why calendars were invented, by the way. We have calendars and planners because your brain isn't designed to just remember all this stuff. Now, if you're a rain man or you have, you know, certain other gifts, you might be the kind of person who remembers every little thing, but most of us don't. So you not only want to have the visual piece, but you want to, in your mind's eye, in your heart and mind, Visualize this future and feel it every single day. Now, the last tip or suggestion or step is, of course, you know, you're going to do life however you do life, but I highly recommend this next one, which is to learn about basic psychology. 
because basic psychology can help make life so much easier. I'm telling you, like earlier I mentioned the self-defeating prophecy, which is the corollary to the self-fulfilling prophecy. Like that one little piece, which is why I did a, a, a YouTube video about it. That one little piece can make a huge difference. You know, there's all kinds of things about psychology that if you just spent a little tiny bit of time and understood gaslighting or projection, I already covered the conscious, unconscious, and subconscious mind. It's just going to really help you. And I'm a fan, so I'm a fan of love and happiness, but I'm a fan of easy and whatever makes life easy because why would I, life is already hard. Why would I want to make it harder? I don't know. All right, so those are the steps. There's 15 of them I just covered. So here's some takeaways from the podcast. Number one, light, your life has been whatever it has been up until now, this moment in time. It just is what it is. It's been whatever it's been. And for some of you, maybe it's been great. But for a lot of people, because of dysfunctional families and all kinds of other stuff, life hasn't been good to them and life hasn't been great. So the second takeaway is you can change yourself. You can change your behaviors and you can change your life, for including your future, based on what we know about science and what I just covered in the podcast, even if you have constraints or circumstances that you can't change, you can change yourself and you can change certain aspects of your life, even if you're up against it. And the last piece is that I know you can do this. Okay. I know you can. I've worked with people of all ages some of which have had just extraordinary difficulties in life and really some pretty hard, bad stuff. And everyone can change. I mean, you can. It's a choice, really. And so I know you can do this. And I'm also, I want you to know I'm here to help you. I want you to have this great life. I want you to be happy. So here's my call to action. Number one, it's time for you to declare today this moment right now as the defining moment of your life where you are going to be intentional. You are going to start you know, directing your life. You are going to take on whatever you have to to have an amazing life. My second call to action is it's time for action. Action, action, action. <laughs> I'm a fan of action. And take a friend with you, please. It'll be more fun. Good for them. Good for you. And lastly, we have more people suffering than ever, than, than in like a very, very, very long time. So share this podcast with your people or put it on social media because you don't know who you might help. That's my request. Those are my calls to action. Thank you for listening. I do love you. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 20, Rewrite Your Story Because You Can. I sincerely hope that you're going to get on the journey and start taking some steps to create a beautiful future for yourself and rewrite your story. 
Let me know how I can help you. Please feel free to connect with me at my website, www.lisaalundy.com to enter my giveaway or connect with me on social media. I love you. I appreciate you. I know you can do this. Let me know how I can help. Take care. Bye for now.